Whether you're new to pool and practicing the basics or a more experienced player performing drills to improve your shot making and positional play, the Drill Partner is perfect for you. Hey, we are back on this episode of Dogging It. Melina, that picture with you and Madeline just gets me every single time, man. <laughs> what a great picture. <laughs> I get more compliments about her popping on the show than I do about the show, by it, far. It's, it's the definitely the best is way thing. Weighted. Yeah. Best thing you've ever done in your life. Way better than anything pool-related. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, the, the, year, the year is finishing up pretty strong. Uh, uh, welcome, everyone, for hanging out with us this afternoon. Joey Ryan's making a special daytime appearance. We got a busy week coming up. Um, busy day today, though, Joe. Two Moscone picks were announced right on cue. Yep. Uh, we, you know, I think uh, the the U.S. pick we were kind of anticipating. You and I both had said that Tyler had pretty much solidified <clears throat> that number four hole. Uh, but Europe, I mean, with Europe, it's so up in the air because there's so much talent there. And do you go with the hot hand? Do you go with, you know, just a, a consummate professional or do you go with both in this case? <laughs> so it's it's kind of like that's what you got with Europe. And we end up seeing Albin Ocean picked for the fourth pick. Obviously, uh, incredible talent. And I'll I'll share some stats when he gets on here, Mike, about his record in the Moscone Cup. It's pretty remarkable. I couldn't but believe that, man. That was he's some, hot. Yeah. He's hot lately, too, with uh, some big performances, doing great out in Hanoi. Came a millimeter away from maybe winning that whole tournament. Oh, great, Joe. Start start with Hanoi. Start, we, start with second. Hanoi. That's a, good, that's a good way to intro the show, buddy. Yeah, not, not the Moscone Cup, but let's start with Hanoi. Actually, yeah. if it wasn't for Hanoi, then we may not be here talking Moscone Cup. You never know. You never know what's in the captain's head. So, yeah. um, well, why don't we bring him in? Why don't we bring in Albin Ocean and... Uh, congratulate him. Congratulations, Alvin. Pick number four. Thank you. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, man. Good. You got to be uh, tickled right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's been a very special moment, uh, to be honest. Before Hanoi, I didn't really think about it because I thought I'm, I'm not in the mix. Um, but, yeah, of course, my performance in the in the Hanoi Open was, was something special. It also meant a lot to me, you know, because I had many ups and downs and that just showed me I, I still got it. I played uh, really good, especially after the comeback with, with Shane. But, of course, to get picked, uh, it means that uh, some people are maybe quite sad at home, especially I'm, I'm sick uh, that... It was probably in the end between me and Mario, maybe again. So I feel kind of happy, but kind of sorry for him because he was always that close to to being in. Uh, but I think we all know that sooner or later he will he will be in with the automatic spot. What What do you think's gotta like change in Mario's game per se? I mean, he's had a lot of consistency. The the rankings show that. But why do you feel like maybe he's had a hard time kind of getting over that hump. I mean, you guys had that epic battle, I think, in the semifinals, if it was this year or last year. Um, but he always seems to be hanging around, and it's like you got to knock down that door, though. Yeah, yeah, it feels like uh, he's always, always deep in the tournament, like yeah. so many times, quarterfinals, semifinals. But it's crazy he never reached the finals, except for Euro Tour or something. 
So I don't know if it's like little mental problems. You know, he's been up against Sanchez in the World Nine Ball semifinal. He's been up against me, but between me and Mario, the matches are always quite horrible. I think in the last <laughs> decade, we we never managed to play better than maybe a 750 TPA or something. <laughs> so that's that's something special. But yeah, I mean, he, he's one of the most talented guys I've ever seen on the table. He got an incredible break, but I think in the end, it's just maybe the mental part that uh, doesn't bring him to the to the final and win the tournament. Going back through, you, you've now made the Moscone Cup for another year, and obviously that's one of the key achievements for a European pool player. Uh, but taking a look at your full body of work this year, what would you say in terms of how you played and how you're feeling about your game? Uh, well, now I feel actually quite good, to be honest. Um, <laughs> how about, uh, before, how about a month ago? How about a month ago? Yeah, yeah it was... You know, I, I was actually performing well, you know, at the US Open, I was I was feeling good, I was playing good, and then I got crushed by Ralph. Don't he remind me. Seven, he ran seven on me, um, so fair play to him, he played a good match there. Um, in the China Open, I lost to Carlo uh, last 16, Hill Hill. Um, but it all kind of started where with the World Nine Ball when I played uh, Sophie. In the quarterfinals because i was i was feeling so good and i thought i could maybe do it again or just reach the final again and then all of a sudden um he flukes four or five balls or something and that i don't know that that pulled me back that pushed me back so hard and that was in my head for quite a long time and maybe i was still furious about it for for many tournaments after so uh yeah it was was a roller coaster year it was a lot of traveling i was feeling a little bit exhausted and uh but i felt like at the hanoi open i started rough i had like a hill hill win in the first round but i felt like i reached that kind of exhaustion that uh, i was like in a how do you say in a flow i didn't care about anything else beside the table i didn't see anything i didn't hear anything I played my heart out and, uh, well, unfortunately it was not enough in the end, but still, I think it was a great achievement and I'm still after the tournament now, I'm happy for Jason that he finally won his first, uh, matchroom tournament and, uh, but I will be back for sure. You, the, the U S open was heartbreaking for me too, because I had you on my fantasy team and I was, <laughs> I saw you playing Ralph. And I said, I'm sitting good. I look over and I think it was like five to one or five, three, U, five, two, U, yeah. something like that. And then I keep on looking over and I see Ralph at the table and I'm like, all right, I'm dying. So over like 15 minutes later, Ralph's still at the table and I'm looking over another 10 more minutes later, Ralph's still at the table. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah. You know, and, and then I seen your post about it saying he just broke and ran seven. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the guy was playing just timeless, man. Yeah. No, I mean, Ralph, Ralph, we all know he, he still got it. Um, and to be honest, I think I played him a couple of times uh, in the past years and I've never seen him playing that good. Um, sometimes he pulls a, a, a great match out and uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, fair play to him. He played great, he broke great and, uh, and then I think he reached the last 16. So uh, it was a good achievement for him. 
you know, there's like a million ways to lose a pool match. So you talked about Sufi fluking balls on you. Obviously, we saw what happened in Hanoi with the scratch on the kick. Uh, Ralph breaks and runs seven on you. I mean, talk about, you, you know, how mentally you handle all of these different ways where you feel like, hey, I'm in the semifinal. I'm playing great. I feel like I could do this. And then weird stuff happens and you lose. How do you bounce back from that type of thing? What, what do you go to? What's your go to there? Well, I think we saw clearly that uh, the match at the World Championships, I think it was February, just it took a while um, to to swallow that, that pill because I think the last years I always started the year with a win. I think I won the PLP, the CLP always in the beginning of the year, which gave me a huge boost of confidence. And uh, to lose a match, I mean, I didn't play great in that match, but to lose it in that way was was quite hard to take. And uh, I think from there on, I was maybe a little bit frustrated. Sometimes when a guy had a fluke, I was uh, hard on myself and everything. So it was, it was hard to bounce back. And uh, all of a sudden, I really didn't think that, especially at the Hanoi Open, it was such an incredible field when you also looked at the Philippine players. I mean, they were... They were playing like like gods, you know. Like they they just don't care. They just play <laughs> shots in in critical situations uh, where other pros would probably play safety. Uh, they played like they're just fearless, you know. Yeah. And um, so it was it was probably one of my biggest achievements uh, to finish in the second place at the Hanoi Open. You mentioned the the World Championship, and I don't think anyone's been in more finals than you over the last like ten years. You know, what what would you credit that consistency to, Albert? Because, you know, it's we we mentioned Al, uh, Mario not getting you know to a final before, and then you kind of on the other end where it's like you know it's a it's expected that you're going to be in a final you know with let's say every every quarter you know every six months. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to say. I think every player has his special tournament which he likes just more or i don't know i mean shane has also been to three finals at the world nine ball i mean i've faced him twice which one, is yeah, say, yeah, get, yeah the first your first and, one was uh, against shane if i remember right yeah he was also in back-to-back -back finals um i think it was 15 and 16. so yeah i think many players just have that special tournament uh, where they just feel more comfortable and more excited and more I don't know, um, maybe also with Max at the US Open, he just feels something special there. So, um, and maybe with me, it's the, the World Nine Ball. I just uh, feel, like, feel like it's my tournament. It's like every, every time I feel like I can, I can win it because I've been there so many times. And uh, yeah, just something special about it. So obviously this year with the Moscone Cup, there's a new dynamic with Gorse being on Team USA. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the teams are shaping up so far? Is there kind of a different feeling from at least yourself in terms of the United States now having three top shelf players to come out and compete with you guys? Well, first of all, I can tell you, Federer will have a hard time playing in London. <laughs> <laughs> Adam boy, tell um, him like it is. Tell him like it I, is. I think, I think before <clears throat> the, the, the main target for the for the European guys was always Tyler. Tyler, yeah. I think yeah. this year it will be Fedor. I think he will be having a hard time. I mean, he has been to to the Moscone Cup, but it was the 
COVID edition. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something special, but uh, Fedor is such an incredible, nice and talented guy. I think um, even though it will be hard for him, I think he will he will do a good job. And obviously for us, it's it's much harder this year. I mean, it, it always is tough, but sooner or later, mostly I think with day three, we're taking the lead. I think if you look back, maybe the last two, three years, it was yeah. always the first two days were kind of tough. And then all of a sudden, day three, we win big matches and take the lead. And uh, could be different. I mean, Skyler played incredible last year. It was like he could just, okay, I play a five railer now. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and, it was uh, dead. It was dead. It was, it was, it was nuts. The that one bank combination. Year. Do you remember that shot? The bank combination yeah. Skyler hit? That was and he hit the just, cue ball. He hit the yeah, cue yeah. ball too. Yeah. I think actually just today I watched, um, I don't know who posted that video on YouTube with the 30 best shots or whatever. And I think Skyler was in there 20 times. <laughs> And uh, it was simply incredible. That's why the biggest match of last year was definitely Skyler against David. That was like a turning point. And uh, look, we are we are definitely ready. It's going to be tougher. It's going to be better to watch, I believe, more intense matches with Feder on the USA side. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. You've made the team based off of like dominating years. You've made the team you know, uh, in, in, in many different ways. Is, is it any more satisfying, you know, knowing that you made it in last hour, you know, just based off of your performance versus let's say, you know, hey, Alvin's a leader. Alvin's going to go in there for veteran, you know, status or whatever. Is it is it more rewarding knowing it was my game that got me here this time? Uh, yeah. I mean, of, of course, as I said before, Hanoi Open, I thought there is just zero chance. And even when I was in Hanoi, I didn't feel, you know, I had some lack of confidence actually because I, did, I, I wasn't going deep in the tournaments. I wasn't yeah. winning anything. And then all of a sudden it made click. And uh, with that comeback against Shane, I felt like, okay, maybe it's my time again. I'm, I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling good. And uh, the TV table was always something special. But with that crowd, it was, I don't know, maybe it gave me the extra... Uh, pressure I needed to go deep. I mean, with with COVID was a roller coaster. Also with Jason and, uh, but yeah, as I said, I, I played my heart out. I left everything on the on the table, and uh, that it paid off in the end to play Moscone Cup. Yeah, it makes me makes me proud. Makes me proud of my performance, and uh, I'm so glad to be back. Did you did you tell Shane thanks for that scratch in the side after? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to, to Shane, did you tell Shane thanks now that you made the team? Uh, <laughs> when he's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it was that was sick. It was um, because I was I was obviously when you break, you look at the look at the one ball, and uh, you look at the one ball, and then was looking at the cue ball, and it was in. I actually hit it perfect. You know, that's how you want to hit it. And then it came from the second rail, hit the nine ball quite thin. Then I thought, okay, it will end up before the side pocket. And then I see the two ball coming towards the cube. Out of nowhere, yeah. And I was like, no, please, no. What? And I was like, it's, it's hard to put into words what you're going through. 
know? Well, I meant the uh, – so when you and Shane were playing, I think – I forgot what the score was. Maybe it was Hill Hill. Um, mm-hmm. And he three rails the cue ball in the side out of nowhere. You know, and if oh, you yeah. don't if you don't beat Shane, you know the rest of this story never happens. It's so weird how life can be sometimes. Oh, sorry, you know? I, I got that wrong. You were talking yeah, about yeah. this scratch. Yeah, it was um, another scratch in the side. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was it was to get on the hill. Um, yeah, it was incredible. I would have never thought. Um, I mean, he was. I think, I don't know. He he also had a lack of confidence. Maybe he was a little bit nervous i don't know he played some some shots a little bit wrong i would say um even for i think it was a five ball where he he scratched uh, i think the four ball he could have played totally different but um yeah there was definitely an unexpected scratch and i was of course happy about it um, <laughs> and uh but yeah it it happens happens to the best as we saw and uh I've been going back through my notes from last year. Uh, you played three matches. You won two, lost one. You played one match on day three. I think that was a solo match against uh, Earl Strickland, which you won. And you didn't play at all on day four. So I'm curious in your mind, obviously, you have the talent and the experience to be out there winning the MVP and winning a whole bunch of matches. But with the the firepower of Team Europe, sometimes – maybe your role is more supporting the other cast and just doing your job when you get called on. Is it harder not playing as many matches in that format? Um, yeah, of Good course. Question. I mean, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't really know if I'm allowed to tell this, but um, I could have played. I was actually on the list to play on the fourth day, but then we kind of uh, looked at it again and uh, I n- knew that, Josh was feeling great, you know, I mean, what a player he is. And um, so there was a chance I I would have played doubles with Josh. And then I thought, then, I don't know, someone came up with the idea. Um, Then it would have been me again in a doubles match, I think after with Sanchez, I believe. No, sorry, sorry, Josh played singles. And then right after it would have been me with Fran. I was feeling good, but Vegas was rough last year. I think <laughs> the crowd has never been like that before. And they were very hard on me. So um, they got a little bit in my head. And then we were actually looking if we could like change something. And then we figured out that it would be possible that, Jay, uh, that Josh could play again right after. So I was talking to Alex and said, Alex, what do you think about if uh, instead of me, Josh is playing with Fran? He said, well, it's up to you, Alvin. If if you don't feel uh, ready or whatever, I said, look, I'm ready, but I want to win. I don't care about MVP. I love that. I want to do, I do, I wanna do what's best for the team. Fran and uh, Josh just played an incredible year. Um, so, and also an incredible Moscone Cup. So I just thought that's my opinion. And he said, well, Alvin, if you want to give it up to Josh, it's fine with me. And I said, let's do it. And I think everyone also wanted to see them pairing up. They were the, the big players last year. So um, yeah, that's... Uh, that was the reason why I didn't play on, on day four. 
that's probably why you're such a great pick, right? That's you think team first, and yeah, yeah, that's that's super cool. Plus, there's something to be said when it comes to momentum of playing back to back matches. I think that's so critical yeah. because you 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 can stay in rhythm. Yeah, and you have to be a special player, you know, to 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 like that kind of of playing, you know, to play back to back matches. For me, I need some time off. I need maybe 30, 40 minutes at least um, to get back to the table. But Josh, he doesn't mind. He could he play thrives. all yeah. matches on day four. He wouldn't care a single moment or think about it. So um, that was actually the reason why I thought, because if it would have been, I don't know, maybe David instead of me, then maybe David would have said, just go out, Alvin. I trust you. I believe you. You do it. But when I saw there would be a chance that Josh and Francisco would play, then I thought it's a no-brainer for me. I stepped back and let them play. I have to ask you, Josh's name keeps coming up, and at this point, four out of five of the players and no Josh. What are your thoughts about that, and do you expect to see him on the team? Uh, I think there are many names on the list, to be honest, but obviously, I mean, Josh is an incredible player. We don't have to talk about that. I think his Moscone Cup uh, performances um, were just outstanding. But as I said, I don't know about Ackland, you know. I mean, he just uh, played quite good at the, at the World 8 Ball. I don't know if he's ready for it or if the captain, if the captain would take the risk, you yeah. know, to take him. There is also Mario. I mean, there is Max. There is um, who am I not thinking of? You know, you said Max. Molina and I have been talking about him because I don't know if you know this. That's, That's Molina. Molina, Mike's favorite player ever is Max <laughs> yeah. Lecker. But yeah. if you look at his results, he's getting deep in everything and he's barely losing to people who go on and, and you know, make the final. And it just seems like sometimes he's at the wrong side of the bracket. He's playing great and then he ends up losing Hill Hill to, you know, a great player. And it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, man, is he going to one day the brackets are going to align for him that he's going to have maybe an easier path to the final and win one of these things. Yeah, uh, definitely. But he's knocking on the door. No, of course. There, there are so many people who had a breakthrough in the last, I don't know, I would say a year where you think if he would win this match or that match, he could, he could make the team. It was the same with uh, Beisterbosch in, in, at the Spain Open. Yeah, uh, you were like, "Where the hell is he coming from now?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he is probably one of the most talented guys. His technique is undisputed. I swear to God, I've never seen a player with a technique like this. And then you have players like Victor. You have Max. You have Mario. You have Alexa. You have Sanjin. <laughs> so um, it's gonna be crazy in the next couple of years if they will perform as good as they did in the last uh, couple of months. And I think they're just hungry and even more hungry next year to, to come back and snap one of those titles off. Do you like the idea of having three picks based off of rankings, just given the fact that there's a good possibility that, you know, you there was a chance you might have had two rookies on this team, you know, based off of rankings alone. Had David not won the event that he did, you know, and even the U.S. Open was wide open. We were talking about Alexa. We were talking about a lot of different guys going into that last day. And who knows what could have happened and whether or not they'd be, I guess, ready for that. But do you do you like that format the way that it sits now? Um, 
Well, obviously I have to, <laughs> um, but um, well, some, some people say it should be the top five in the rankings. Some say it should be two of the rankings, three wild cards. Um, it's hard to say. I think with three and two wild cards, I think it's, it's nice also for the captain, you know, because sooner or later, I think there will be two rookies on the team. I think there's there's no doubt about that, and I think then the the captain just needs that security, that insurance to to pick one of the veterans, and uh, to to help the rookies to to go through it. Yeah. So, Albin, I was looking at some AI stuff, just messing around, because it's hard to find stats on the Moscone Cup. You'd have to go back through Wikipedia pages and count things. And I just typed in, like, what's your all-time record at the Moscone Cup? And I was shocked. And this is not to be offensive in any way, but 25 and 15 in the Moscone Cup. 25 wins, 15 losses. And at the time, it's this was through 2021, but then I added the two and one from last year, so it was 23 and 14. And then it said that it was the third highest winning percentage behind Archer and Strickland. How do those it's numbers wrong. strike you? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's it's better than I thought, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I I know I did a quite good job, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you don't really think about it, you know. I mean, of course, sometimes before the tournament, you see the stats in the in the magazine or whatever. Um, you look at it, you won, I don't know, I think I won five out of six. But you, you don't really care, you know. You, you, you're there as a team, you compete as a team. It doesn't really matter about your single performance or doubles or whatever. Because I remember the best Moscone cover I ever played, we lost. <laughs> in my best performance i think someone that was that was that was sick because someone texted me after and i think it was an american guy he made some stats about the whole moscone cup it was 2000 was it 18 when usa won the first time mm -hmm. it might have been 17 i thought was 17, 17 and 18 i think they won mm, uh, yeah mike would know in uh, i think it was 18 I think it was 18 in London because I didn't play 19. But anyway, uh, someone made stats and said I played a 960 TPA in the whole Moscone Cup. That was the last day. Many still talk about it when I ran four racks and still lost 5-4 to Skyler. And that was a huge match. I think that was too close to get to like 10-9 or whatever or 9-8. So that was my best Moscone Cup, and we lost in it when Shane made the, the combo against Alex to win the title. So in the end, it doesn't really matter. You have to play as good as you can. And But of course, those stats, um, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm proud of it. And it's, it's, it's nice to hear. And uh, of course, I'm trying to, to stay there. I have 14 and two over your last 16 Moscone Cup matches, which is unbelievable. And if you think about that format, Ridiculous. that format is not conducive to good pool play, right? Because yeah. you are a lot of times coming in cold. Sure, you get to hit some balls on the practice table, but then it's a short race to five, yeah. right? And then it sometimes you're with a partner. There's all kinds of things working against you. So how in the world do you stay so consistent out there? How do you prepare? Yeah. yeah. 
That's, that's, what I that's know. hard to say. I mean, if I look back at my first Moscone Cup, I totally remember because after day one, I was crying in my room because we lost the team match. I didn't make a single ball in the team match. I think uh, Sky, I played a safety, Skyla played a jump, ran out, and I think that I, did, I didn't even get to the table in the, in the second rack. And uh, then I played doubles with Darren and we lost 5-0. They were playing like crazy. I think I made one ball on the first day in my first Moscone Cup. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, <laughs> it was a nice but, run, um, you guys. Yeah, good seeing you. We'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah, and, but in the end, I was making the winning nine against Skyler in my first Moscone Cup. But like last year, I was I was feeling great, you know. And, and then all of a sudden, you walk down the stairs and you feel like you got hit by lightning. I was playing against Earl. They were screaming like crazy, you know. Obviously, you play Earl in in uh, Vegas in front of his home crowd. And he was up 3-1 too, if I remember right. 2-0 and 3-1 and he had the chance because yeah. I was I was playing terrible. I, I, I couldn't think straight anymore because I was like, I don't know. I, w- I was somewhere else. And uh, then all of a sudden, he, he chose to play one shot, I believe, to the side pocket instead of the corner. And that no, the other way. The, the other way, way right? Or, or the other way. Yeah, yeah no, straight in the side, and he tries it yeah. all the way up in the corner, that ball. Yeah, yeah, right. And that changed the outcome of the match. I think I won 5-3. I played perfect from there. And uh, so, yeah, consistency, you, you see everyone missing. You see Josh under pressure or Fran, you know, he won everything in the last 12 months but when you go there you see the four inch pockets or even less everyone gets scared and this and the pockets became even smaller you know <laughs> so um it's moscone cup is something special i think uh, you will never ever feel that pressure in any tournament doesn't matter what the score is so um to to bring your bring it sometimes it brings the best out of you but sometimes the worst well, given your record, it seems like it brings out the better of you more than the other way around. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Seems like. Tell me, tell me about the phone call you got from Ralph. When did you hear about it, and and what did he tell you? It was actually, I think we were sitting together in Hanoi already before the final, and uh, we were watching Efren against uh, the Vietnamese guy. Oh, the champion, the one with the. Crazy uh, body English, every shot. Funny guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the guy who played better bank shots than Efren did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we were sitting there. We are just having a chat that um, that I'm on his list, and he will think about it for the upcoming days. But he will tell me as soon as possible. He will just uh, talk with, with Emily and uh, whatever. And then... Uh, this is before then, the final. Before the final. Yeah. So did, it, did that put more pressure on you to maybe perform in the final? Uh, not really. I think uh, because I didn't even think that I would be on the list that uh, made me, to be honest, I think in that moment I was I was so exhausted that I thought, all right, yeah, sounds good. Um, and I just, I, I felt like I forgot about it like two minutes later. I was, I was so much in the zone that I, I didn't think of it anymore. But it, it, I think it was nice snow, and I think it gave me maybe that extra percentage 
to to play my heart out to play the best and show him that i i i should be part of the team and yeah i think then like three four days later we had a chat and he said he chose me and that was of course a great moment you know what i love about uh the coverage that we're getting of pool these days is um Carl, I think it was Carl came up to you right after that match and wanted to get your thoughts and you just wanted no part of it. And we saw the anguish inside of you and you're like, now's not a time to celebrate. You know, maybe I'll think about that down the road, but these losses that you take sometimes in deep parts of the tournament, I mean, they affect you personally. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean, uh, it, it, it hurts as simple as that. It really hurts. Um, and still, when I look back or, or look at the clip from the last break, it, it still like makes me emotional, you know, being that close to it was going to be perfect. It yeah, was to, be to, perfect. To, to be back on the winning street, you know, but I still feel um, it gave me so much confidence and a boost to to start the next season or the, the next year even better. And I know what I'm capable of. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just a human being, you know. I, I travel around the world quite often, and I I really work super hard, you know, to get there to play uh, my A game everywhere. Sometimes it 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 happens, sometimes not. You got to swallow it down. But being so close uh, to winning the tournament in front of that crowd and uh, was was very made me really sick, and it hurt it for quite a while. You you mentioned you know just the heart, the heartbreak, but there was a pretty special moment in that in that interview because you had three thousand people saying your name, like celebrating you, giving you the utmost respect that any fans can give you, you know. And and what what was that like hearing that um, from the crowd? Yeah, it it gave me goosebumps, but it was probably one of the worst uh, timings. Because yeah. I was already emotional right. damaged, you know, and then there's yeah. three thousand people <laughs> scream your name. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, please don't cry now or whatever. Um but yeah, it 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 felt incredible. It was super nice and the Hanoi fans were something else. I think it was in certain moments it was it was worse than Moscone. Uh, with the crowd, but in a good way, you know, it was just incredible to see how much passion and love they have for the pool. Uh, they were cheering for both of us. Of course, there were more J- uh, Jason fans, but I think they were very fair to both of us, and it was incredible to play to play in front of them. Do you feel like your personality, Albin, like you seem to be kind of a little more reserved, a little more quiet. You're definitely not like Jason, Ra Ra or Josh. Do you feel like maybe some of the fans kind of flock to those other players a little more because of that, um, the way they carry themselves compared to you? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, he's more more open, you know. I mean, like like Mario, but more in his personal life, you know. He likes to talk to everyone and, and or maybe like Josh, they just like it more to show the emotions, you know, but um, to do certain things or celebrate early or whatever, I, I just believe in karma, you know, and I always feel like if I do something too early, I just get <laughs> the 
the the punishment of my life after so um that's why i just also don't do it at the moscone cup you know i feel like i, I want to stay in the zone and uh, i think that that to let the pressure out i don't know maybe it doesn't help me really or look i, I won almost everything and i never did it so i think there's no reason for me to to change when it comes to that and uh if people don't like it it's it's totally right for me you know some people hate jason some people love him it's the same with me um i think we all learned in life that you not everyone can love you and uh so it's it's totally okay for me i have my fans i have my friends who support me and i think that's the most important i've never heard someone say they hate you i'll tell you that you know you may not be everybody's favorite player yeah but there's a lot of respect for you out there i've never heard somebody say i hate you but yes jason yes i've heard that (laughs) (laughs) well but you're true to yourself that's you know that's all you can do you know yeah no I, i think it's it's just yeah be true to yourself yeah it's it's easier or it's easy for me for for some it's not but uh i think that's maybe the the main reason why i'm successful and uh i wanna i just wanna stay like that you mentioned traveling all over the world album but you've uh just finished off an event in your hometown world eight ball championship uh back-to-back years what was it like having all those players in, all those junior champions, all those women champions, and, and then seeing Shane win the World 8-Ball um, on your home turf? To be honest, I would have loved to have at least like two or three days off, you know, um, to enjoy, even though it was only the second place, but uh, to enjoy the moment, you know, and rest a little bit because I arrived at, I think, 10 in the morning in my hometown and I had to play at 2. Wow. rough so man. and to be honest i haven't played eight ball i believe since 2018 and so that's crazy that's so, crazy that's how so, few eight ball events there are you haven't played eight ball since 2018 i think since my last european championships and there was i think it was 2018 or maybe 17 i i cannot really say you didn't play the world uh, championships last year no i pulled out because of the moscone cup because if I would have played the World 8 Bowl, I would have been gone for like two months or whatever, mm. and then straight to Moscone, and that would have been just too much for me. And uh, so, yeah, I chose not to, to play last year, but also it's not really my favorite discipline, to be honest. Um, so I got there. I knew my main goal is maybe reach the last 32, which I did somehow. And then I played Shane. I actually had the chance, I think, to win, but to play eight ball with <laughs> a lack of experience, actually. And then with shot pluck was just was just too much in the end for me. And so Shane won against me. I think he beat Sanchez. He beat Kazakis. Um, who else did he beat? Uh, Shevchik and then Sanchin. He played a great tournament. I think he was the deserved winner. Um, Afterwards, he told me it was always his favorite game. I, I simply couldn't believe because I've never heard that he won any eight ball event in his life. Maybe the US Open eight ball or something. Bar table eight ball, he's won a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I was I was happy for him. He 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 cheered like, or he felt like a little kid. I think he was really like emotional. You could hear in his voice 
when he did the the interview. So it was was a great moment. So four players for the U.S. right now, four players for Team Europe. If you were an odds maker, if you were a bookie, who do you have as the favorite going into this right now? And is it close or is it a heavy favorite? You mean for both teams or? Yeah, yeah, like if you're looking at it, who do you think is the favorite to win with just four versus four right now, the four players that are And choosing. by the way, Fetter said Team USA is probably going to be the favorite going into December, just before <laughs> you answer. All right. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you got Francisco, you got David. David's super experienced. Francisco, it's his second year, so he learned a lot from last year. Um, you got Jason, I think it's his eighth time, always plays great. He he just lifts the Moscone Cup. Yep. On the other hand, you have Fedor, who played once without the crowd and for Team Europe. Right. Um, <laughs> then you have Shane, of course. I mean, he has been in there, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 times. I don't know. Yeah. He knows everything about it. Um, he played great in many, many years. Skyler, I mean, played incredible last year. Shane might have the anti-Albin record. Shane might have your reverse record in Moscone Cups. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, he, I think he had a hard time because he was losing like 10 times in a row or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and Tyler, Tyler can play good, but I think he, he's definitely feels the pressure there more than than others to be honest i would say it's like a 55 45 um and i gotta take europe of course <laughs> so you mentioned tyler and that he can feel the heat sometimes but both melina and i thought last year that Tyler just looked a little different. Like he looked like he belonged there. Whereas the first few years that he played in it, it was like, oh, this is the younger up and coming player and wasn't a hundred percent comfortable, had some big wins, beat Neils and did stuff like that. But we felt like last year, okay, Tyler's here. And he solidified kind of that number well, we thought number three spot, but I guess with Federer, it's the number four spot. Now, did you get yeah. that same feeling watching him play last year? Um, yeah, I think he, he played good. I mean, he, he made some incredible shots, jump shots at important times. As you mentioned, uh, his probably his biggest match so far was against Niels in his, in his first year. Hmm. I still have that one also in mind because that was a big changing point. I think uh, it was 2018 when they won. So I think we all know he can play. He can, he can play good. He's a dangerous player, um, and I think he had he really had the chance to beat Josh last year. I think it was I don't remember the, the score exactly, but he can beat everyone. But Moscone Cup race to five, you can lose to everyone or can beat everyone. That's the that's the special part about Moscone Cup. And uh, but as I said, I think there less experienced than our team with Federer just playing one, the COVID edition and Tyler. He struggled a lot in London, I believe, as far as I remember. So I would put us in, in the favorite. 55, 45, get your bets in guys. Alban oceans. The bookie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to get you out of here on this Alban. So you're, you're a player coach. All right. It's the last yeah. day. It's Hill Hill. 
who are you putting in? And you're on the table as an option. Uh, to be honest, uh, <laughs> if I think back, we had that discussion already. And uh, well, who was it last year? Who was the option last year? Last year, <clears throat> I think. I think. Uh, well, I think last year was obvious with Josh. Yeah. I think as soon as you have Josh in the team, I think it's it's hard to pick someone else. Agreed. Yeah, because he's cold blooded. Because man. there's there's I think no one else who is a a straighter shooter than Josh is. Um, so, but yeah, he is not in the team yet. So if you would ask me now between those four, it's hard hard to say. Jason, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe Jason. If it would be Jason, uh, I I don't know if they would pick. Shane, to be honest, with Federer and Schuyler in the team, probably depends on how they play the first three days. Right. But um, yeah, I remember 2018, I was not ready for it because we were already talking about it. I think it was 10-9 or something when Shane was playing Kazakis. We were chatting already with Marcus in the background and we actually thought about Niels. Even though he, he wasn't playing that good in the first two days, but he played really good on day three and four. So it felt like he finally arrived and got into his zone. So, um, it, yeah, it's got to be some someone you, you trust in, you fully trust in, but this guy also has, has to be ready. And uh, I think if as soon as you have Josh in the team, it's almost a no-brainer. Yeah, and so when you're looking at a team match like this and you get down towards the end, if one team's ahead, then you don't want to lose without your best shooter or the person that you think is your best shooter not getting to play. And this is where I think the dynamic changes this year for Team USA, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously they could they had Sky and Shane in the past, but now if they're down by a few, Fetter can play if and he's likely gonna be have just as good a chance to win. Right. And then you have Sky and Shane behind that. So it could be an interesting dynamic, especially if Europe has the lead and you go into that final day. I'm curious to know, leading up to this event, you mentioned how frantic your travel schedule has been, how you love the, the world championships, but it would have been nice to have a couple of days off. What are your plans between now and the event? How do you prepare? Um, well, I'm going to head to the International Open on, on Friday. <laughs> okay. No rest um, at all, basically. <laughs> it's it's actually well. I, I thought about when when Ralph came to me and we talked. I thought about skipping this event, but um, I won it two years ago. I got to the quarterfinal last year. You know, I'm I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling confident. So um, and I actually it's one of my favorite cities, Norfolk. It's it's a quiet place. It's nice. It got everything you need for a bowl tournament. Uh, Pat is a great guy, so I love to participate in there. And uh, then, of course, we're going straight to Puerto Rico. So also because of the jet lag, um, I want to go to Norfolk before. We got the Team World Championships there and the single tournament before. The Team World Championships are quite a big tournament. I think it's 40k uh, yeah. per player if you win. 120 it's only for... six. Yeah, yeah, only 16 teams. So it's going to be a great tournament, but from there, I think it's still almost three weeks. Um, as far as I know, we, we have some practice planned 
of course with the team like maybe almost a week before so which i'm really looking forward to but yeah still before the Moscone, I, I will definitely take like five to ten days off and just recharge and and get ready all right so who's that fifth pick on team europe <laughs> uh, to be honest actually they haven't told me but um look if you ask me then i think i don't have to tell you yeah um it's just um you you never know i mean the crazy part is we actually talked about and that's something you could look in for the statistics for team europe if there's ever anyone made it into the team on his first try from out of nowhere like with you you, you know what i mean like yeah, with yeah. alexa being that close making the team yeah. with uh Beistabosh or sanjin or whoever i think never ever in the past i don't know 20 25 years 30 years um someone made it out of nowhere into the team that's what's wild about you Europeans. Y'all guys are so deep. And then, you know, if you have like an okay, consistent year, and then all of a sudden you have a strong finish and then a, a, a final, boom, you're in. I mean, David showed it. David just, you know, I don't want to say he stole the spot, but he came out of nowhere too in, in during the yeah. summer, you know, where he, I don't think he was – I mean, he was on the conversation, but like on the tail end of the conversation because I remember yeah. I was going to have Carl on to kind of break down like 10 players and – I was trying to write out a list and I don't even think I got to David before like number eight or so, you know, all of a yeah. sudden he wins that event and Jacoby open and then follows that up with the European. Boom. Yeah. You know, it was, it was same last year. I mean, <clears throat> I, I was watching the final at the U S open. If Max would have won, I would have been out, you know, and I won, uh, I won the, the European open and got second at the world championships. And I would have dropped out from the automatic spots. If, Max would have beat uh, uh, Francisco in the final. So it's it's crazy. You never know until you know. Until you know, I just was just reminded that David was chosen last year over Federer, and that was a whole big thing. I wonder if we'll see those two names lined up against each other in this event. That would be kind of neat. Yeah, I think it was was crazy last year. Everyone thought Federer is the, the obvious pick. But uh, with uh, Francisco as a rookie and uh, David playing already in it a couple of times, you know, I think Alex made the right choice in the end. I think it was good for Francisco to have David there um, to motivate him because he they, they know each other so well, you know, he knows what, what brings him down and brings the best out of him. And I think afterwards, it was a great pick. It was a smart pick. Yeah. David David's match against Sky. David came out yeah. after losing the doubles, yeah. broke like broke like King Kong out of nowhere. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. After and then he the hits result. the table. You remember he hits the table and yeah. we asked him about it and he yeah, said, like, I do my yeah. talking on the yeah. table, not like yeah. Molina Mike who runs his mouth all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Class to David because David's a good sport through it all too. Yeah. No, as are you, Alvin. It's been it's been a, a roller coaster year, man. Massive congratulations from both of us. Thank you very much. That's that's a, a, a you know you you earned it. You busted your ass and 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 you fought your way. And Hanoi was not in vain, my man, because I'm sure it would have been that much more bittersweet had you came up short on the Moscone. But here yeah. you are, and you're going to be playing in December uh, in, in in a pretty awesome environment. 
Yeah, and you're an easy guy to root for, and I'm going to root oh. for you in December to have the best Thank individual you. Moscone you could possibly have while you lose as a team hill-hill to the United <laughs> States. All right, all right, we're going to see. Yeah. Joey and I are going to hang out for a few more minutes and have some more discussion. Alvin, we appreciate you, man, and we hope to talk Thank to you, you again much. soon. Thanks for having me. Take okay. care, guys. Take care. Good luck at Bye. the International. All right. Thank you. That was pretty good, Joe. Yeah, it was a lot pretty of good. fun. A lot of class that guy is, you know? Yeah, you know, very classy. And you know what? It seems like each time we have the opportunity to talk to him, um, he kind of opens up a little more, right? You see his yeah. personality a little bit more. and Which I love, um, by the way. Yeah, and I, I think it's really cool because when you watch him around the table, he's very stoic. He doesn't say a whole lot. You see some frustration on his face at times, but he's right. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not a guy that get out there and shout and scream. Um, but he's a consummate professional. He does his Rock job out. and he wins pool matches. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't believe that stat, man. That Moscone stat. I mean, you always I'm knew like he was clutch. That. You all, like you knew he he came big in big moments, but damn, that stat is is well, wicked. And and the reason why I think that's not fresh on our mind is because, like I said, he's been more of the supporting cast. And it's kind of a in, in some ways totally get it and it shows what a team player he is, but in other ways it's kind of a shame, right? Because he could be leading the charge for team Europe. He's that good a player, but it's just, he's more of a supporting cast with the other players that they have around him. So I think, you know, he leads with wins. He leads by example. You know, he's, we, I remember like watching the Moscone cup over the years, you know, we had like uh, staples of it. Like Darren was that for many, many years, you know, just guys who were always in there, leaders of the team. Albin ocean is for sure that guy, but, but then now, it's his game, like I said, that that got him to that position that he's in. You know, having a, having a finish is one thing. Look, if you win a regional event, that's one thing. If you win, you know, the International Open, great event, right? But Hanoi was different. Hanoi was something spectacular. So to go and have that kind of performance in that environment with those fans, yeah. that's just the Albin Ocean special. You know, some of these guys are just built different to stand up in big crowds. Josh, Jason. Albin Ocean is for sure in that conversation. Yeah, people were asking what the stat was that we called out earlier. By our count, we have him at 25 and 15 all time at the Moscone Cup, which is a 60% winning percentage. That's pretty awesome. And then in his last 16 Moscone Cup matches, I'm going to have to double check this, but I got him at 14 and 2. Fire, son. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's, that's crazy. unreal. Yeah, 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 that's superhuman stuff. Uh, Tyler Steyer was also announced today. As you guys know, Tyler is traveling along with Shane to uh, the East Coast today. So we're going to try to reach out to him this afternoon and try to get him on a little later this evening. I don't think Joey knows that yet. but Yeah, uh, I'm in for that. And we'll have to tell him that Albin said that he feels like he can feel the pressure a little more. One thing I love about Tyler here. is that Tyler's a realist. Tyler knows... Start very stirring the pot a little bit, you know, get the conversation going and uh should be a lot of fun. It's this is shaping up to be a great December. Yeah, it already is. You know, all this talk hey, is funny because all these conversations and what if this, what if that, who wins this, who wins that, could a year could a rookie join? Um, and then here we are, you got four guys who were on there last year and a heavy favorite is Josh to make the team. So um we'll see. The next pick is gonna be announced on Wednesday for both teams. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, Joe. Who do you got from here making Team USA and Team Europe? I think, uh, so I told you before, I'd like to see Oscar make Team USA. I think it's going to be Shane Wolfert. Um, and I think he's done enough, right? He's put in 
a good body of work and he had a good tournament out there overseas. So I think he's kind of in position to get that fifth U.S. spot. And I'm not so sure about Josh. Obviously, he's the best available because he's probably the best in the world, right? But why wasn't he the fourth pick? So I'm curious to see if we're going to get a curveball here from Team Europe. And as Albin mentioned, Albin mentioned a number of great players that could be in consideration for Team Europe. And so guys that we all love to root for, man, you know, Mario, Max, you know, all these guys who are just, you know, uh, they're just great dudes, you know, and they play the game well. They're super consistent. And for better or worse, I want to see how you do out there on that stage. You know, if you're going to rattle, go rattle. If you're going to stand tall and be the next, everybody started off as, as a rookie at some point, you know, even Josh at some point was a rookie. Skyler was, you know, wet behind the ears at some point. Now you look at Tyler, who's already been there a few times. He's looking more like a like a veteran of the team, you know. And I want to see who's going to be the next guy, who's going to be the next like Darren on this team, you know, after these guys take off. So um, it's great, man. It's been a fun ride, and I can't wait to see who's going to get picked. Hey, what's Carl's comment in there? Senior Euros? Yeah, there's a big EPBF senior event going on right now. Oh, okay. It's been riveting, riveting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's sarcasm got it okay i just want to make sure we weren't missing something cool well hey look this was a lot of fun mike thanks for having me and uh i'm going back to work we'll see you guys later